Okay, so then, everyone's ready? Here we are. I'm going to read <clears throat> the big book here. Um, well, thanks, everyone. Um, Great I fucking job, Doug. <laughs> really, man. Seriously, that, that was awesome. <laughs> Uh, thanks. It's it's funny because I was every night. I when I'm walking the dog, I'm seeing Saturn and Jupiter coming together in the sky, and so that quote. <laughs> yeah, right. The, it, yeah, the great uh, conjunction. I, junction. Yeah. The the conjunction's on the 21st of December, and so a lot of people are sort of suggesting that it's like a, a 2012. The, the real the, one. The dates from, <laughs> yeah. There's some, so, so this is there's so funny. reverb. <clears throat> the, the, uh, I, when I, I woke up, I was just having, uh, like, I had phases and stages stuck in my head. And then, like, this image of a Capri sun. And I'm thinking, like, that doesn't make any sense. And so I, I look at, uh, you know, the December 22nd is when the, uh, is when we're going into Capricorn. That's when Capricorn season starts. Uh, and it's the age that, of Aquarius. Exactly. And so it's, it's interesting. I was thinking about the difference between eight, of, you know, eight years. You have 2012 to 2020. And so just for the heck of it, I divide eight into 108. And I get this weird repeating number that's 0 .740, 740, 740, 740, then 74. For whatever it's worth, it's uh, – it's, uh, it's interesting <laughs> it, because, uh, you know, what this this eight year difference, uh, you know, from December 21st, 2012 to December 21st, 2020. And this. Uh, I don't know wherever we find ourselves here. There's, there's, but the other thing with that eight-year difference, and I think, Alan, you've done a remarkable job of sort of pointing at this without necessarily directly pointing at it, yet directly pointing at it, which is that Trump as a president, presidency, is a direct result of the Obama years but I think really the second term of Obama and the first term of Trump go together in in a kind of way. And that is that eight year period. And and so you've got that twenty twelve start of Obama or when Obama Obama was reelected into twenty twenty when Joe Biden is elected. Um, with Trump as the midpoint in 2016. So there's this interesting thing going on with that as well, uh, because, you know, at the end of, uh, I mean, quite fondly exactly where I was when Alan sang to David Plate and Bill Klaus, hey, over on the East Coast, it's 12.01 a.m. and I'm still here sipping a cup of coffee so the world didn't end guys um <laughs> but in some ways it did like in in some ways the 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 kind of project of hope and change ended and this dark aspect came forward as the nazi golfers 
from the future that the the wrong way wizard highlighted. Mm. Well, so I, I that's why the quote that I read at the beginning it really seems like 2012, the alt right rose in response to the nothingness of that moment or the perceived nothingness of that moment. So it, it seems like it, a lot of what we've been through the last four years is a response to, you know, and so what I've been telling uh, both Zanor and Alan recently is that I feel like I've been addicted, addicted to reality for a while. Um, like the idea of mysticism and poetry you know, I'm more worried about what's happening now. What's happening now? It's like the, the constant reality check-in with, um, is anything on fire? Is anything blowing up? You know, and so even even after the election, I felt that way too, where I've just been so unsettled. And finally, I think uh, I think the world is gonna it's gonna go on its way, and I'm ready. I'm ready to you know sit under a tree with Frodo and read a book and and not think about anything ever again. I'm in the exact same boat, Doug. My New Year's resolution is to is to completely rule out uh, nonfiction. Anything that that claims to be a portrayal of reality, I'm not interested <laughs> in anymore. I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I think. Uh... <clears throat> I was thinking about this the other day, Doug, and you, you work in a grocery store of some sort, right? Yeah. And so what you've been thrust into as the most essential of essential people during this and, and, you know, as a result, getting to see, you know, uh, the, the worst of, of people and the, and the, probably the best of people on some level during this whole time, uh, but be, being, uh, gosh, I, I just feel for you, man. Um, it, it's uh, having worked in a grocery store myself and knowing this time of year and how, you know, up to Thanksgiving and into Christmas, that's just such a busy, busy time. And so doing that as a pan, like in, in the pandemic and, and there being this like push in the stores to like, you know, spread holiday cheer and all this, you know, it, it just like, uh, when when you're when you're in that environment every day, yeah, no wonder you don't want to be in in uh, in the realm of reality. So can I? Oh, I don't want to take this conversation here, but I, I just gotta say, so a, I I sympathize immensely with like Doug. You said the whole like the need to kind of keep checking in. Uh, to make sure it's the world on fire type situation. I, I experienced that um, that anxiety this year in a way I've never experienced before where I felt um, sort of, you know, par paralyzed with like, well, is this, can I do this, should I start this action if tomorrow this other thing might have, you know, and constantly feeling the need to, to check and be aware. And I, I've, I've had those experiences throughout uh, the last few months. Um, so I, I sympathize with that immensely and the burnout that comes with that anxiety. I sympathize with that immensely, but I also, um, you know, we're talking about the, the Obama administration and the, this, 
this period around 2012 and this false hope and all this sort of things, I, I can't help but, you know, you guys, when we're talking about ignoring reality for a few years that we can turn it off, it reminds me of exactly what what I was watched happen with Obama and exactly what I was afraid of with the Joe Biden victory, which is, you know, we care we cared about black lives and we cared about uh, government intrusion and we cared about bombs being dropped and we cared about all those things when it was being done by a white Republican. And the second that it's not being done by a Republican, we all go, all right, well, now I don't have to worry about it anymore. Cool. As long as the bombs are being dropped by a Democrat, I can I can sit under that tree and, and relax. And I'm really not trying to take a swipe at anybody i'm i'm saying i i'm struggling with that as well of like how do we i uh, i desperately need to breathe and and, and and drop that anxiety of the last four years but i also know that to drop that entirely um doesn't great injustice to the very thing that we're struggling against but you won't. Like, the reality is, you won't drop it entirely. And it is a relief to some extent that there's this element of the Trump era being over. I mean, as someone who is on the outside looking in and who has no kind of power to change the outcome one way or the other other than to implore people like yourself, Alan, who I speak to, to vote on my behalf or consider me in your choice to vote, that's, that's it. That's all I have. And so the, it is kabuki in that sense. Um, but at the same time, like, if it has felt for a long time there are no consequences to this amplitude and, and firing up of a, you know, the, the word fish base caught my eye just now. And so maybe that's what it is. The, the, the fish base of Trump and the Trumplicans or whatever you want to call them. And I mean, just on that note, we do have to remember they are literally our family. We may not like them. We may not like the idea, but we can't deny their humanity. We can't deny that they are members of our family in, in many ways, quite literally. And the, the kind of desire to not be in reality reminds me of something that really caught my eye yesterday when I was reading a later section of the book on page 276. Um, which is talking about lines and streams and, it, and, and Ezra, Ezra Pound. And it, it says, while confined to a tent within a U.S. military detention camp outside of Pisa, Pound records a vision of the goddess Aphrodite, who he equates with Isis, and the Chinese-Japanese Bodhisattva Kuanon. But when you look at it, it's Q-U-A-N-O-N, which is like QAnon, right? Which is that entire 
fictional world of like, you know, we're going to get everything we want. You know, Bill Clinton is going to pay the consequences for everything he did on the Lolita Express. Trump is a white hat in against the deep state. And, you know, that kind of dark sink that has arisen around this notion of Q and who is Q and, and all this stuff. And I think that we can't ever leave reality. That is the PKD you know, February and March moment where it's like the zebra reveals itself as the black iron prison. We are forever to confront reality, no matter how it refracts to us, whether it is in Finnegan's wake or whether it's in something more accessible. I like that. And I'm going to try, I'm going to attempt to, since I push us in this direction, I'm going to try and push us back to the uh, Zenor topic, which is, yeah, I was thinking in terms of that zebra um, and the, and this Rosicrucian cycle that the book starts with, which is the like the 108 cycle, 108 years of, of being hidden, 108 years of being revealed. It's almost like our presidential cycles, which are typically eight-year Republican, eight-year Democrat, eight-year Republican, eight-year Democrat sort of cycle. Um, it's like... A, eight years of overt, you know, um, <laughs> and eight years of, of hidden, um, see, it seems really, really, um, poignant in, in a way. But so that's, that was my attempt to try and pull this back to Zanor's book and, and really kind of zeroing in there. I, I should mention regarding this. So with the 108 year cycle, I think Zanor, his contribution is, or maybe it was Robert Anton Wilson, but no, I think he was surprised that Robert Anton Wilson didn't discover the fact that between the publication of Ulysses, no, maybe it wasn't the publication. God, there's too much going on. Anyway, 1904 is 108 years to 2012, and so... The key dates are McKenna's 2012 Synchronicity Holiday and the publication of some Joyce work, or it's not the publication, it's the actual um, day that Ulysses takes place. Yeah, that's, I think you're thinking of that, but it's also the day that Joyce gets a hand job. The from, pan job. job from his future, I uh, forget her name, is it Nora? Nora Barnacle, yeah, the wife. <clears throat> Yeah, and and the so year of uh, the uh, intuiting or whatever you want to call it of uh, the Book of the Law by Alistair Crowley, of course. Sure. So, I think what was Pound was Pound starting his radio show at that time as well in Italy. So there's that whole sort of that's the interesting thing as well. Later, Nora is discussing the kind of did uh when it gets land and t.s Eliot, um because i think we should talk about that here as well in the connection of the 108 1904 there's like the wasteland yeah and ulysses being the same or or that Eliot and joyce were in cahoots in the creation of both those texts yeah Zenor definitely makes um pound as uh almost this um, 
modernist mastermind where he's the editor for so many of these really important influential literary works but also mystical too well has to be oh i was going to say to go back to alan's earlier point too though um uh the the reality that I'm trying to escape is that that is all there is. So it's almost like an obsession with ego where this idea that there's anything more than just um, what's on the surface, it crowds out connection to to the depths. Whereas like uh, if you think prior to 2012, we were interested in in lots of things. We believed in lots of different things. And then after 2012, it seemed like... Uh, if people, you know, what do you believe in? You know, like, I don't know, but it seems like it's power. Like, that's the only thing that we, you know, or identity. There's, you know, what is it that sure. we're, we're seeking truth? I, or what? I think it's in... Go ahead, Alan. Okay, so it, I this is, I think, what you're hitting on where you said um, uh, the obsession with ego and then sort of pulling out of that. Uh, I was thinking of, I think it's my... Hindsight 2020 episode two, I'm pretty sure it's that episode where uh, I talk about, hey, during the Bush years, everything was like really overt Christianity, right? Where we're saying like, um, hey, uh, you know, George Bush loves Jesus and Jesus talks to him and tells him to invade Iraq and everything is like we have passion of the Christ and I didn't, I didn't even cover, but I have like a list of films that came out around that time. Like they made the Watchmen film. And of course they remake the Watchmen ending instead of this like uh, space alien, they make it this religious um, Judeo-Christian metaphor. Everything gets pulled in this really specific Judeo-Christian. And I, I guess I should uh, probably add this it, it done. So in opposition to this Muslim tertiary uh, force, but they this this is so like overt and in your face and it's 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 direct and 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 um explicit then during the obama years we get everything gets pulled back right where um i was it right around then uh bill maher makes that religious movie you know and he's like okay he's talking about hey everything's this crazy religion and then suddenly obama's in and we're we're an, a nation of these quasi-atheists, right? And we've pushed in this total opposite direction. But what I was trying to explore is how everything then goes underground beneath the surface and all that religious iconography, it doesn't go away. It just gets transmuted into these secular versions of itself. So we get all the Marvel superheroes and right, that literally starts in 2008, that huge MCU, you know, 10 years of, of major movies all comes at that same point, right? So our direct explicit religious obsession becomes this under the surface bubbling up, um, transmuted, sublimated, subconscious id period. And I, I think maybe if I wanna sort of jump off what you're saying, Doug, is that perhaps we should be keeping an eye out for that kind of transition to be happening um, in these next four years of if we're going from Trump as ego and this explicit nature, yes, a lot of our 
<laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm going to throw one one more like little thing here is so I, right throughout throughout coronavirus, I've been walking around my neighborhood, going for a walk every other day, you know, and saw the Trump signs, and there were like they would be so like in the beginning, you walk by and like, oh, that's such a pretty house or whatever, and then at some point, go like, oh, that house has got a fucking Trump sign on it. Oh, just suddenly, I don't like that house anymore, right? Um, and you know, and it's like, and making mental notes in my mind of where the Trump people are, where the these people are, and now suddenly the election's over and all those signs have gone away, and it's gone. And so like, where people showed their true colors, and now suddenly it's back to being under the surface. So there is this negative, uh, quote unquote, negative version of this, which is what I'm afraid of, which is all the, you know, things that we can point to and say, hey, this is danger. This is danger. This is a problem. Suddenly goes back into the shadows. Uh, there is this other version. The going back to that hindsight 2020. It's just like, oh, what if we we should be really keeping an eye for how all these things get put into their sublimated versions of themselves. Does yeah, that yeah. that make sense? Yeah. The 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 levels of uh, blindness um, and the the differences in perspective that lead to such uh, discontinuity of conversation or understanding of uh, humanity and, and for our own humanity for each other. And so it's, uh, you, you know, it's, it's very uh, much in the road to hell is uh, paved with good intentions. Is it this uh, just difference of polarities from the time of the year that we were born versus other people that leads towards this like inherent in breath and out breath necessity of having to be like a solipsist for four years now versus, you know, I think of the movie they live and the sunglasses in the sense that the left when Trump gets elected, they slide those sunglasses down and now they're seeing the truth and they're seeing everything out there that's evil and they're attacking. And then once Biden gets elected, they're like, oh, we don't need these sunglasses now. And that's obviously a major problem because, you know, know thyself. So I, I was thinking about uh, the HCE and the ALP. And uh, it's, I was, it's, there's an interesting thing with, uh, you know, that letter Aleph, which it kind of looks like an N. Um, and so it got me thinking about NLP and some of the different uh, authors and different magicians and different uh, people that have woven within the framework of these ads, much like we live, and and, and the things that we are experiencing unconsciously that are really larger simple symbol sets uh, and and archetypes that if you're if you're symbol literate, you almost have this uh, you know spear of destiny of sorts, and that you're you're able to see past the uh, I, I don't know it's like the the glasses or whatever you, you're just uh, you're not as susceptible to the programming. Uh, but I then I think it's too absolute, though. Like exactly, to say a spirit that's, of destiny. That's I, I was. I, I wanted to say that it, it comes down to this uh, kind of egoic sense of righteousness. It, which other other uh, side of the aisle you are, or maybe the aisle is just this thing that is is what perpetuates our inevitable 
destruction and rebirth of ourself. And maybe that's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, well, Mark, am I wrong about like you? Sorry, Mark, were you trying to say something earlier? I'd, I'm curious if you had an impression on sort of the, ener the energetic um, interpretation of some of the seven, sort of the more literal, um, you know, p political uh, interpretations of it. What do you see as far as how this applies to a more subtle energetic understanding of it? Oh. Um, I, I have all these conversations going in, on inside my head like you all do. But my own personal take is that there are more interesting things to think about. And uh, I sort of find myself becoming more and more distant from the sort of uh, the toing and froing between these kind of ever sort of uh, developing bifurcations and extremism of opinions and the sort of I think I was talking to or chatting a little bit with David today and um, it, it, the inability to sort of balance and nuance and one has to necessarily take a side and necessarily dislike or disrespect or you know add your word to the other side and I'm so disinterested in that um, experience I find that experience uh, uh, continues to sort of uh, weaken my spiritual intent. So I kind of try and keep a, a, away from it. It's, it's a, to, to inhabit that world is like taking uh, a sort of bit of poison all the time. So um, that's what I think about that. I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I, I feel like uh, you, you found this sense of like, uh, you know, the only way out is in and you've got this kind of inner icosahedron, uh, you know, this inner uh, collective, uh, you know, cycle that you're, you're, you're able to retain your humanity and kindness and exuberance, but you, you don't feel the need to like uh, uh, buy into the whole thing necessarily. No, no, I don't. Uh, necessarily in some ways you know i'm an adult with you know kids and grandkids and things but um in, in my own headspace it is an inner world I, I i i tend to experience the world as a kind of an illusion and uh, the more i can fit into that mindset um the less i'm pushed and pulled by the sort of pains the everyday pains of experience um, you know, challenges we all have, but that's the way I choose to navigate. Um, and, you know, it, in some ways it's a, a, a light path, but in other ways it's it's totally not. Um, only the other day I kind of found myself having sort of imbibed some, a little bit too much of something. I was taken into a very dark place. And so it's this, this ability to sort of find the balance between the light and the dark within recognizing mm -hmm. the dark but not being afraid of it it's not something to be afraid of it's a sort of natural reflection or the counterpoint to the light so this is the way i live my life this is the way i kind of spend my time so uh i but I, I feel the pain of uh, if i may be a bit bold of america sort of because i see you know the sort of what's a, 
appears to have happened over the past few years there and what's happening at the moment. And um, I think this, I'm going to sort of throw something really glib here. When you start, when the conversation started earlier, people would, uh, someone mentioned this, um, these two planets coming into a conjunction whereby, you know, if something's happening, something's going to change. And I, I saw that the other day on the, the BBC or some website. And, um, and I thought, oh, this is like, the, the, they suggested it was like um, a star in the east. You know, the sort of, you know, the Christmas star. Christmas you know, star, Christmas. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, literally. 2,000-year yeah, yeah, yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I actually thought, and, you know, I, I, I was totally suckered by the 2012 thing. I was sort of, I was totally down for a sort of like rainbow surges and all that. We, which I, we which all I kinda, were. Mark, we all yeah, yeah, were, we were desperately hoping for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 now we've got this kind of this this kind of two thousand year cycle, which is kind of feels like it really is clicking in, and and part of me wants to abandon my uh, self to that desire. So in other words, okay, I can just preform towards in bliss towards twenty uh, December twenty first, and then kind of I'll have to deal with the world. As it really is afterwards, you know. Yeah. I Sorry to jump in, but you guys felt suckered by 2012. Please explain. Yeah. Uh, does someone go yeah. into that that feeling of of being tricked or suckered or lied to? I'm I'm fascinated by that. I feel like a lot of uh, you know within the new age realms, there was this hope that there would be this ascension or there would be some sort of like magical portal that would open up and give us like the the you know the mana from from the heavens or like uh you know we'd become like or disclose what pick your poison whatever you wanted to have happen but it, it certainly didn't happen uh like people well, thought I, it, it happened you know, it, it happened to me i mean i can stand here and say that uh the the recognition of that date in 1994, uh, studying it, focusing on it, preparing for it. I mean, mm. the roots of this call all come from a website that was pretty much designed and launched right around that time through yeah. a new technology that in 2020 is ubiquitous. That, that um, makes, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, and that's exactly how I kind of felt on that day that I knew that something had been accomplished, that some great work uh, that had taken thousands of years had finally been accomplished. Mm. And if you had been tuned in to the run up to that date, if you had been uh, tuned in to the right voices, you could see it clearly. Um, so well, it. It's so funny for me, and I, I, I'm going to have to actually leave and go uh, have a little bit of uh, barbecue with my family. But uh, uh, the the whole way I was, uh, you know, brought into the fold here with sync and stuff was, uh, you know, through meeting Will through my work at, at Guitar Center four two two, and he, I, uh, uh, I, unbeknownst to, to me, been selling him like gear for years, and it just like. So these ripples and the way these like things that are felt and and fold together and and express each other, uh, yeah, I, I just feel really special to be on the call and and uh, I I can't wait to to listen to the rest of it. I, I feel like a uh, a mental midget in in uh, it, these uh, in the likes of you fine folks. So 
thank you for letting me run my mouth and uh, be be a part of uh, the call. Always. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, can There's I? Uh... Something. Yeah. Go out. Oh, I uh, I just want to. Uh, so this idea of the 2012, um, you know, Bill, Bill zeroed in this idea of the suckered uh, 2012 experience. So that was the quote that uh, Doug started off that 42 minutes. He starts off with that um, Volkoff, I don't, you know, uh, quote, which I, I think I actually also used in uh, hindsight 2020. That like, oh, uh, that the 20, the 20s, the lack of some. I don't, I can't think of the quote off the top of my head. It says the lack of something concrete happening on that day uh, causes people to, you know, get hard, right? Where they have to, they they move away from the mystical. They reject the mystical and they go into this egoic, concrete hardness base material. Uh, next few years, um, and I, I, I do really, really like that quote. I overall, I agree with it. Um, one of the points which I didn't really get to touch on too much in the video, I just didn't have room for it, was that I somewhat disagree with that. I think the the Keck meme magic that gets used, even QAnon, this idea of this like sort of predictive. Uh, quasi mystical, you know, trust the plan, all this sort of stuff. It does have this mystical element to it. Um, but I do think there's something interesting. We're talking about these idea of this 2012 date being superimposed onto the end of 2020, I think is fascinating because within the alt-right QAnon community, there was for the last year, this, um, I don't know what else to call it, other than this idea, this soup, uh, this idea of uh, elevation into this, you know, some spiritual awakening happening, right? The QAnon was the great awakening that everyone, all, all the evil demon Democrats are going to get rounded up and put away and we're going to ascend into this, uh, new awakened state where everyone sees behind the curtain and knows what the conspiracy is. And I, I have spoken behind the scenes. I've spoken to a few of these, you know, really alt-right believing people, the QAnon true believers really thought, I mean, they were talking in terms of the same kind of new age language that was being discussed in 2012 with this like 4d, 5d ascension, right? Um, the, this, this moment of great awakening in this, in this sense was coming. And, and I think as the Trump presidency falls apart and it's still sort of rumbling of, I mean, they're still promising these guys that they're going to get four more years. That's still being said as that reality comes in. Well, exactly. This, this idea that Trump was always supposed to be this 4D or 5D chess player, uh, as Bill points out. I mean, this has sort of been there from the beginning. We were supposed to ascend into the 5D, 5D realm, and instead we got this, you know, 5D con man. Um, but w what happens when, if if the if the new age left was suckered or let down by the false 2012 
oh, great awakening, and then shifted to the right, is there some sort of thing that happens when the alt-right faces their lack of ascension and their lack of great awakening? What happens there is one question. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's also, you guys have mentioned the Blake sections of Zenora's book, where he's talking about the idea that the the world has an awakening, like that is not the return of a Christ. It is not one enlightened messianic figure. It is that the entire world is transformed and redeemed into something new. And I think there's all these things are sort of swirling around in a really fascinating uh, way for me right now of trying to see how this plays out and to see again watching people's expectations rise and fall um i just think it's really I, I really wanted to add to this this dissection here that if for those of you who don't know there is a large segment of the alt-right population that was expecting a very new age type of thing 2012 thing to happen this year um 